Today is Monday, January 25th, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, over the course of the next hour, he will be discussing with us the message we received earlier today through Maria. Uh, for those of you new to Medjugorje or to Medjugorje.com, uh, in 1987, Our Lady of Medjugorje began to give messages uh, on the 25th of every month, and again, this month, that was the case. Uh, so for every month since uh, January of 1987, Our Lady has given a message for the world. And so that is the message that we will be discussing tonight, which is the January 25th, uh, 2010 message. So as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Mary, we always have to pinch ourselves in reality to see the greatness of the gifts that we have of the Father sending you to the earth to renew it, to challenge it, to change. And as the old prophets of the Old Testament came for a purpose, you come in the new time, in the New Testament time, for a special purpose. We pray, God, we'd be able to see it, recognize the signs of the times, and act upon it. Amen. And in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, it is a wonder that we can speak to you about words that came down from heaven today, hear those words, contemplate them, and while the wise and the theologically minded people may say these are repetitious and they're just too simple, they're not deep, they are blind by their intellects with that thought. For these messages of Our Lady go way beyond what they say. They're profound and they're very, very deep. So without any further ado, Joan, let's go ahead and read this history-making message that was given today for all eternity. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Medjugorje's January 25th, 2010 monthly message. Dear children, may this time be a time of personal prayer for you so that the seed of faith may grow in your hearts and may it grow into a joyful witness to others. I am with you, and I desire to inspire you all. Grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. Thank you for having responded to my call. On first glance, most might say so. I just, uh, and just read this with curiosity and move on to the next thing, wait for the second of my message. To me, this is a terribly exciting message. Uh, Our Lady fits the pattern. Uh, we're here at the 1st of February right now, right behind February here in the South, March 1st to the 5th, that's when springtime starts for us in, in many ways. It's still some cold weather, but spring, you feel spring, and you rejoice in that because spring always brings a rejoicing and joy for you because of what it brings forth. And who doesn't love the spring? At the same time, the other seasons we have love for those that teach its own. But it's the, the time of resurrection, of rebirth, of salvation comes in spring, 
God ordained that to be the season in which Christ was crucified and resurrected. And the crucifixion coming first represents that end of the winter and then coming into the spring, which was the resurrection. So there's a lot to look forward to, and it's an exciting message. Not only is it exciting, it's something that Our Lady has repeatedly been calling to us uh, for the last several years. Today's message speaks of seed, speaks of grow, a second time of grow, a third time of grow, and created. What does that tell you? Has the lady got something to say? That she gives us message just like Jesus, our, the Father, gave us the, the time of the crucifixion and the end of winter and the beginning of spring between those two, two times of seasons. And then our lady comes right here on the January 25th message, which really is beginning in February, in preparation for us about spring. <clears throat> and everything's a reflection of that. On January 25th, 2009, last year, Our Lady said something similar. Maybe, may prayer be for you like the seed that you will put in your heart, which I will give over to my son, Jesus, for you, for the salvation of your souls. Of course, that time's coming right into Lent, right after that. And January 25th, back another year, 2008, Our Lady gave the beautiful message that we spoke and did a whole program, a strong program about you're approaching a time of grace. Your heart is like plowed soil and is ready to receive the fruit with which grow into what is good. Plant joy and the fruit of joy will grow in your hearts and for your good. And the good, others will see it and receive it through your life. So this theme of the seed and this plant and this grow all says something. But not only just a spiritual meaning, it has purpose. There's a, there's a lot of things happening in the world today, and people are uneasy. Uh, there's 7 million new households last year started gardens. Why are they doing that? What's the purpose in that? Why are people suddenly rushing toward this? I know last year we were having trouble getting certain seeds because seed, there was a seed shortage. What do people feel? Why do they feel that? What's happening right now? What's happening with the denial of God when we don't have God resting on the shoulders or as a foundation, we don't rest our shoulders on that foundation of God, then we start seeing things are insecure. And where do we run to? We run to that which is close to God, to the seed, to the soil. It's said right now on Wall Street that the food, or rather that food is the new gold. You have people now rushing to buy gold, but you can't eat gold. But you can eat seeds. The fruit is the seeds. And so Our Lady wants us to grow, and she makes these parallels because it's through nature and through creation that God can speak to us. There's not one evolutionist, not one evolutionist will debate a serious debate about God creating the world or somebody that's, that's uh, biblical-minded about creation. They will not do that because they're easily disproved. And yet we have our children being educated this way in the schools. I was educated in Catholic schools, and we, I, I believed all this stuff. I don't believe it now. It's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because our lady said, you've lost the power to sermon it. If you pray and you do another message, she says, to gain discernment, and you're in prayer and you're asking for her wisdom and you're reading the Bible, you realize this can't be. Evolution cannot be. And yet you have children and high schoolers and university students learning this garbage. It's garbage. It's trash. It's a denial of God's existence. And it's inexcusable. You can't be excused from that. Some people out there may believe in evolution. All we have is even anywhere near close is adaptation. But you adapt. There's people adapting the Himalayas. They can go barefooted. They got short, stubby feet. They have a lot of blood vessels in their feet, and the blood keeps the feet warm from freezing. They adapted to that. They didn't evolve to that. If they did, they'd evolve back to a monkey. Or we, where, where is the half monkey and half man? Reason it out and do what he says. The light of common sense is Jesus Christ. That the light of common sense tells me and should tell you if you think and you're thoughtful that this is an impossibility. Evolution is an impossibility because evolution would be in a continued state. There'd be tribes somewhere on this earth of part man, part monkey, or three-quarters 
monkey or ape and one quarter man or three quarters human and one quarter ape. Where are they? Where's something in transition? There is not one single thing in transition. Evolution itself disproves evolution. There is no evolution taking place. It's just, that's the end of the story. It's a cut case. There's a lot of evidence out there. And so this, this message is, is an attack against that in a beautiful, positive way. Because at least it's the Lord who has created you. We just had the march in Washington. You know, and we're following a debate and trying to challenge people about, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a human baby. We don't have to debate that. We don't have to prove to anybody that. These people are not going to change their minds. We have to look at our tactics in a different way. And mainly we need to put on sackcloth and say, what have we done that we can't defeat the sin? What are we as a people not doing, God, that you can't hear our prayers after 35 years, they can close the womb to abortion and open it to the fruit of life? What is, does God want life? I just said this. Seeds of faith may grow in your heart and may grow into the joyful witness to others. Why is our witness not convicting people? Why can't this happen? Elijah, one man... One single man with his prayers closed all the heavens to reign for three years. And one single man's prayers opened the heavens up after three years back to that. And if he can do that, and the Bible says that whatever, verily, whatever you ask for shall be given to you. And another time where it says, does a good father give his uh, son a stone when he asks for bread? How much more would the heavenly father give to you? Another verse says, ask and it shall be given to you. We asked 35 years and we're not getting this. Asking for the wound to be closed and open up to the birth of that. There's something in our witness that needs growing. Our lady said that today. May it grow into a joyful witness to others. What? That your hearts. She said, may this time be a time of personal prayer for you, so that the seed of faith may grow in your hearts and may grow into the joyful witness to others. I am with you, and I desire to inspire you to grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. Ask yourself that question. Are we on the wrong path? Are we out there being the witness we need to be? Witness means to convict, and literally it means to be martyred. Joyfully go to the Colosseums and be martyred. So, we're going to stick, keep trying to try to legislate these things. There's something in the church, and the church is the people, that we're not able to change us, asking for it with 35 years of prayers, that we are in sin in a way that God doesn't grant this. Does God want to grant fruit to the womb? You bet he does. But so often the Israelites, he told them, and often to the prophets, that he came to give them instructions of how to gain salvation. And our lady's coming to us and say, live God's commandments. One of those commandments is the Sabbath. We as a church and as a people and as a world community of the Christians are not living, is not living the Sabbath. Very, very few are. Very few. And I won't go into that, but you just get the first three chapters to look what happened when I was sleeping and it'll prove it to you. And if you deny it, you're a heretic. It's there, black and white, it's clear. It's not even debatable. And almost everybody, I just had a Protestant here. He says, since I've been coming here working with the building on what we're doing on our retooling, he says, I find myself praying more. He says, I know you got to sell those books. Look what happened when we're receiving. But can I have three more today? He's already taken 10 from here. He said, people, and he's in a Protestant circle. He said, they're fascinated with this. There's something about this. And what it is is truth. It's the truth of the message that we're conveying and bridging the gap from Catholicism to Protestantism and showing them something who's so Bible-oriented as Protestants that they don't have, but we don't either. We only have it here in the community and living that because our lady's message is showing it. We've grown in our faith. We've planted the seeds. We've believed our message. These simplistic, simple-minded little children messages, as some people might want to rebuke us for, and we believed what all he says. Live the profoundness of the message. So we have something here that's profound. And it's not excusable. You have these evolutions. You have these people out there. You have many Christians, many Catholics who believe in this garbage. But you know what the Bible says? 
The Bible says in Romans, for what can be known about God is plain because God has shown it to them. Ever since creation of the world, his invisible nature has been clearly perceived by the things that have been made so. So they are without excuse. Can you believe that? New Testament, 1 Romans, 1st chapter, says there are known realities that prove God's existence in the things he made. And you're not excused for being a non-believer or an atheist. Or, as a Christian, which is even much worse, because non-believers sometimes often will have a judgment because of their circumstances, that they, they, uh, they don't know if there's a God. But we're following Our Lady. And we believe in these things and, and have this atheistic evolution in us that denies the existence of God, which it says... So they are without excuse because the invisible nature has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made so by God. That's the Bible. That's it. And so there is a God, and we have science says, say, who says it's all circumstances, like this old world is just, just an accident. But if you want to shoot the theory down, just take a look around and, oh, look around because there is a God. And that's what this Bible verse is saying. There is a God, the God of reality, the God of, of the creation. And, and in fact, here in the bedroom, the only time our lady ever said the word creation, she said created. She said the creator. But there's been one singular time she used the word creation. And she said from the bedroom, go out and bless all of creation. I was astounded by that. We were the first ones to see this monthly message. We went out and started blessing the trees. Not as New Agers, because we saw God in these things he has made. From a seed, this great thing, tall, magnificent, beautiful trees, multiple trees throughout our woodland here. All from God. And my faith increased. And I was enjoyed doing this. And I saw God's existence. Because there is a God. And everybody needs to see this, and they can see it at the wish for it. Try and put your arms around a hundred-year-old tree. Climb up on a horse and let him run full speed. Take a look down at the world from 30,000 feet. On your next flight Watch a flock of birds Against the morning sun Close your eyes and listen To the river run Catch a firefly in your hand Or a raindrop on your tongue That's right there Comes out of the ground Find the heartbeat on your baby's ultrasound In a few years, hear him laughing And don't it sound like a song Stop and think about what you don't understand Things like life and love how the world began Hear the doctors say He can't explain it But the cancer's gone There is a God There is a God There is a God How much proof do you need Circumstance 
Like this whole world is just an accident But if you want to shoot that theory down Just take a look around Oh, just look around our lady's words she comes and tells us I've come to tell you God is truth he exists do we as Christians lead the world or are we being led by the world compromise has infected the Christian value system we are called by Our Lady to change our life and through that to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. I remember reading a feedback a little while ago of a woman that wrote in and said that she's probably not offended. Offended's not the right word, but um, she has a problem with God using the word, or a lady using the word creatures, referring to humans. Like in uh, May 25th, 2009, our lady said, I call you all to pray for the coming of the Holy Spirit upon every baptized creature. And the following month, June 25th, she said, Pray that in your hearts God may be in the center of your life and with your life witness, little children, so that every creature may feel God's love. Be my extended hands for every creature so that it may draw closer to the God of love. And in her thought, you know, we don't normally think of ourselves as creatures. We think of the animal life out there as, you know, uh, creatures. But, um, and though Our Lady didn't uh, use that word in this message today, she did speak about God who created us. What do you, what do you say in response to, to this? What is your feeling of when Our Lady uses that word creatures in, in reference to humans? Well, it reminds me of of who the other one who had a problem with that. And that was Lucifer. He had a problem with that too. Yeah, beatific visions. One of the saints writes that they, when the word was seen in heaven, when a beatific vision of the future, that they were that the word was going to become flesh, a creature. Uh, that's when Satan rebelled. Why not an angel like us? And then the Virgin Mary, who's a creature, full creature. He had, they had a problem with that, but she actually saved the rest of the angels from falling. So it so it's stated. Um, I think by Maria Vitora, according to her, and then some other saints have said the same thing. And whether or not exactly how this happened, is, it makes a lot of logic that uh, they became Satan came incest. 
And it's how he could win over other angels to fall. That how could the word be beneath us who are the angels above these creatures? And so it's a, it's a humble statement. I'm, I'm just a creature. A soul makes me, makes me not animalistic from the animal creatures, but we're part of creation. We're created, and that's what we forget. And that's where we get, become atheistic and pride, prideful without even realizing it. I'm sure this woman says this in jest and, and in innocence, but at the same time, it's a deception. Just like Lucifer deceived himself and deceived others. And he's still trying to do the same game. He fell over it, so he's going to make other people fall. With the lowest, I mean, a lady used to think herself, the saints tell us, is a worm. And when I read that years ago, when I first started Medjugorje, I said, well, if you're a worm, I'm a negative worm. The opposite of whatever worm could be, I'm, one of, I'm the furthest from that. And so, you know, we, in humility, we've got to understand who is the creator, who is created, and who is, who is the father and author of creation. And this is simply what our lady is saying. You know, she wants us to grow in this faith, grow in this belief of God the creator, because we see ourselves as the inventor. We see ourselves as the creator, therefore, and, and, that we're, and we're trying to manage the world. You know, I always go back to the fundamental message that says, pray fast, let God act. We can't fix the problems facing our nation or the world today. Our lady's coming to show us how. Live morals, live virtue, and be happy. Be happy creatures. Look at the kittens when they play. Uh, I remember seeing National Geographic years ago of animals in play, and it's incredible. Birds actually had pictures of birds somewhere in a snowbank going up the snow, walking back up instead of flying, walking up the snowbank, and then turning on the back wings and sliding down the snowbank. You know, playful. Play is part of creation. We see our little children in play, and it brings our hearts down to their level. And it's a joy to see them discovering all these new things. But as man gets older, he becomes corrupt. I invented this. I discovered this. Everything's already been discovered. Everything's already been invented. We just got to figure out how the puzzles go together. Somebody else made the puzzle that you put together. You're just piecing it. And fit. This part goes here. This part goes there. That's all we are. And to think any more than that, this is not of God, or these things, or these goods of the earth are not of God. But with our, 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 our filthy pride, or the arrogance it brings to us, which evolves into a lie, we lose the beauty of this simple, beautiful message today. And people see this. Seven million new households started these gardens last year. And what do they feel? They feel closeness to God because working with the earth that does that. And you might say, we're always harping about this. We're always telling people to go back to the soil. <clears throat> we, we haven't reached those millions of people. Many of those people may not even believe, but they feel deep within their being, their soul, there's something we got to go back to. What, what are they, why are they gravitating toward this? Because it's ordained by God to Adam, by the sweat of your brow shall eat. And you feel something when you do that. I know there was a story we talked about a while back, a doctor who went to his neighbor who had an extra lot and says, let me plant a garden and we'll both share this. A doctor makes plenty of money. Most doctors do anyway. What does he want to do that for? Because there's this, there's this need in the human heart to strive out and reach to God. And when you can plant a seed and you can watch it grow, and that one corn stalk grows two ears of corns with, with 500 kernels on each ear, and you got a 1,000 seeds from that, and it only takes one to regrow that stalk, the rest you can eat, or however you want to do it, you can sit there and see these parallels that lady's trying to get us to see the physical world, the created world, with the spiritual world. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you. People that garden, pray. I went all over France speaking. Went to Paris and all the uh, uh, different places. And the one place, uh, was it Bur Brittany? Brittany is where I place, is the farming region. In fact, the Parisians make fun of them. They it's fun to listen to the French talk like farmers. <laughs> you know, this, this slang mocking these people. And yet the most godly part of France that's still godly is Brittany. Because it's where all the food comes from, or a large portion of it. And a lot of people farm there. Do you think there's a tie there? 
Do you think as the world gets sicker that people gravitate for this without a reason? There's a purpose. And so when Our Lady says, so that the seed of faith may grow through what? Personal prayer. In your hearts and may, be, and may it grow into joyful witnesses to others. And she goes on and says, I am with you and I desire to inspire you all to grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. All this is about growth, spiritual growth, because she wants to grow us into holiness. But it's, it's so tangible that she's speaking here of, of these words, seeds, grow, created, rejoice. When you, when you grow a garden and you go down there, you rejoice. When you pick a tomato, there's something to that. And so it adds to the spiritual life. It puts man back to where he came from. Because where did man come from? The earth. And when you grow things in the earth, you really are growing spiritually. You grow holy. And, and so there's so much gratification and consolation that comes from this. There's something to it. It doesn't happen to carpentry. It doesn't happen. Jesus was a carpenter. You don't get the same thing. Now, they were agrarian. Jesus, Mary and Joseph certainly had a garden. They all had gardens, so they were still close to that. But the trades don't have the same thing when you're with the earth. It doesn't mean you can't be a doctor and still have your garden. It doesn't mean you can't be an iron worker and still have your garden. But Our Lady is trying to get us to be in creation. She's told us. She's told us, go find a quiet time where you can have an encounter with God, the Creator. And here she said today, personal prayer. That's what that's about. And so... We've got to get disconnected from being so connected because everything's up. Be connected. Get your cell phones. Get your computers. Get on the Internet. You know, you need time for that. You need time away from that. Our world may be structured that way, and you may be participating in that, but, but back away from that sometimes and get in creation and see how you feel. And you'll be able to, to be those things that may be required of your, your positions, but at the same time keep that in a healthy balance that it won't affect your spiritual life. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, there's no way that June 24th, 1981 could happen today, June 25th, 2010. Our Lady would never be able to connect to the people. Simply because of the reason that technology has made people so shallow and so unpenetratable that even if they follow her, it's, it's, it's shallowed. It's not, it's not depth. The seeds don't go deep enough. She came just before all this happened, just before the fax machines came about. And because she did that, she was able to get rooted and grow into a tree. For 28 years now, this tree's been growing, and, and it's fruitful. But some of the hardest people now to convert is the new people that don't know about Medjugorje. They, they, they hear about it, and they don't—it wasn't like it was in the 80s. People heard about it, and bam! It's like being slain in the spirit. You were converted, and people are converting now— but the more they are, too, they're getting away from these things and being connected. They know that, that it hurts their spiritual life. And so they got to realize that many people uh, <clears throat> have hurt themselves. You know, you might want to say drop the ball, per se. And we fall. I think a beautiful message on March 18, 2008. She says, the way on which I lead you is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I will be with you, and my hands will hold you. This is an incredible message. She tells us, even after you convert, you're going to fall. Why? Because Satan's going to even tip you even greater. But in these falls, I'll hold your hands. We all drop the ball in our conversions. The thing is, we need to get back up from those temptations and that fall and come back into the game. And we got to realize, too, sometimes God lets people fall, or a Christian fall to make them a better person, to humble them for whatever reasons. And also to protect them because he may have something better he wants to put in your hands. There may be something that he has a bigger plan for you than you could ever imagine. And when that happens, it's something that you become, it becomes clear for you. And so Our Lady gave another message on a Thursday that said Satan has special plans to, to tempt you. And then the next week she came back the next Thursday and she said, you've all felt the temptation of Satan. Thank you for giving the victory of these temptations to Christ. Resist them. Charlie wants to, to make us strong. But every fall, everything that happens if we love God and we lift ourselves from these falls uh, is going to be for a purpose that we can't maybe see at the right moment. But God later will show us that he's got a plan for us. If that I would hadn't be. dropped the ball, I would have took it all the way. 
God has his plan. We have our way. We want to be a hero, and God has his way. He wants us to be a hero. And so our lady wants us to take his hand, to follow him, let him show us that way, and to follow the way. And that's what our lady calls us, the way of salvation. The beauty of this is we don't have to know all the facts. We don't have to know how things are going to come out and what is in the future. We just need to do what our lady says, surrender ourselves Follow those things she says and watch it fruit into a new way of life. And, and so when we're challenged by a message or we think this is too hard to take, we're really rejecting. Our lady says, thank you for not rejecting me. Our lady said another time, thank you for betray- not betraying my presence here. And so we have to realize that we have a serious obligation with tremendous fruit that turns obligation to joy. The Holy Queen, Mother of Jesus, 
spouse of the Holy Spirit. Queen of Nations. Queen of all hearts. The Woman of Revelation. The Queen of Peace asks you to spread her call to the ends of the earth. Medjugorje.com A tool for you to spread Our Lady's way of life and change the world. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Spread to all your family and friends Medjugorje.com from Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. I was, in looking at the message, thinking, uh, you've often told us in the mission here that you're always looking 10 years ahead of the game. That even now, let's say, we have on our plate retooling the tabernacle. And I, after knowing you all these years, know that you, you're past the retooling. You're already... 10 years into after we've gotten this equipment, looking ahead in that, in that sense, planning for what's coming next. And that's how we've, we've gone through one transition to another transition in the mission uh, because you have that, that foresight. I feel that in this message there's some of that of Our Lady Partly because I, uh, coming into, you know, we had the opportunity to, to listen to some of what was going on um, for this March of Life in Washington. And it didn't fill us with a lot of hope in looking at 35, 37 years of abortions and, um, you know, just the, just the climate of the nation, all these kinds of things. We weren't expecting to get a, an upbeat message from Our Lady necessarily. But it seems that she has, she's looking ahead, that she sees something in, in the words that she says, grow, rejoice, you know, the seeds of faith are going to grow in your hearts. Is that what you feel in looking at this message today? Well, our Sunday readings at, the ch- at church this Sunday and uh, the gospel, I think, also said, uh, do not be in sadness on this day, but be, be joyful, you know, rejoice. And they did that the reading all day long of the, the scrolls and the, and the scriptures, the holy war, the laws of God, and the, the ordinances of God, and it carried on into the to the uh, gospel. I think it was the gospel too. It repeated that, and there's a lot to be joyful about of what's coming. But there's not a lot of joyful jubilation things uh, the way the conditions of society are today. But when you come onto a, a a scene of of a disaster uh, you know your 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 plans are immediately to rebuild and to to bring bring you have to have hope to do that if it's hopeless you just live with that and so many people today are living that way and our lady don't want us to be that way she wants us to have hope and this is a really a beautiful message of, of to grow for something to grow and and she is saying you know your your food chain your physical world your whole life look at that when you apply this message to that, that physical side and you apply the message to the spiritual side and it's about our virtues to make this happen on the physical that we are taking care of. That what Wall Street says that the new the, the, the food is the new gold coming into the future. And I believe that. I believe food can be very expensive. We're already seeing these things. We see, the, you know, it's tied to energy. And we see all that's... Uh, Right now, barrels of oil, I don't know what it is, but I know it's really cheap, and our fuel prices haven't dropped. Look into that and reason that out. Why is that not happening? And what is that going to do to our food chain? So all this is about that, but it's tied to the morality. It's tied to us growing spiritually in holiness. And so what we have to do first thing is not plant seeds, but to find personal prayer. And that seed 
a personal prayer will, will make our faith grow in our hearts. And then from there, once you grow that way, it grows into joyful witness. And so many people may be listening to some of these things, may be agitated to what, what I'm being real convicting and strong about, about evolution and all this stuff, because they won't, they won't fluff. And when you come into conversion, it is a lot of nice things and very consoling and all this love of Our Lady. But there's, there's also a, a, a convicting side of what Our Lady says to do. Uh, you know, she, she she's, has said these messages. April 10th, she says, 1986, I desire to call you to grow in love. That's beautiful. But then she says, a flower's not able to grow normally with that water. Meaning, you're not growing normally. You know, we... we we want to look at these things all as rose colors because the way our lady gives us is with such love. You can look at it that way, but we need to look at them in, in a, a realness, a, 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 a sense of reality. A flower is not able to grow normally without water. So also, dear children, are not able to grow without God's blessing. Why is she saying that? Because we haven't grown properly. We haven't grown this culture with God's blessing. He's not blessing it. That's why it's not producing fruit. What does it take for that to happen? She goes on and says, from day to day, you need to seek his blessing. Seek the kingdom of God, and it should be given to you. I'm adding that. But this message goes on. Need to seek his blessing so you will grow normally and perform all your actions in union with God. Is the culture in union with God? No. And so sometimes we have people get upset. They might say, you know, this, this, just uh, sometimes what they, they, people told me, not a lot, it's a minority, because a lot of people have seen through the years what it produces as fruit, but they get agitated by something I write. Well, I don't feel I have to write it real, real, uh, real love. Well, I, for one thing, I'm not Our Lady, and I've got my charisma the way I do what I do, and God chose me to do what I do, and I'm sitting here because Our Lady put me where she's put me. At the same time, it, it's love. It's love to say, tell the sinner what a sin is. It's love for the sinner. And we've got to realize that these messages are full of love, but we can't look at them as just fluff. Oh, oh, I just want, I want everything to see make me feel good. We need to realize that this is a much serious, the state of conditions of the world it is impossible. It's an impossible situation today for the world. Impossible in the sense that uh, the direction of the culture is unbendable. Uh, we've never been able to, in these last decades, stop the path toward degradation. And because of these walls seem like they're unbreakable to break down, it's an impossible task. Our Lady comes in the wind. That's her message. She said her sign, rather, is... Is a sign of her. When you come to church in the, in the cold and the wind, know that the wind is my, my sign. That as you see Jesus on the cross, it's his sign. My sign is the wind. And she's coming to the earth in a flurry. This wind has come to clean the world up, to change the world, bring it to holiness. And so we can be strong, but things aren't always unsinkable. We think the world's unsinkable. We thought the economy was unsinkable. And it's sinking. The wind of Our Lady has come to blow fresh air through the windows of our houses, to change us, to change our hearts. And so what, what, how do we do that? Through prayer. Prayer and faith. We need faith. Prayer brings faith. So we need to realize that it's not over, that things aren't always doom and gloom. If you're looking to the future, as you said in your question, we can't look at the present. We need to be planning for the future because we have future. If we didn't have future, we wouldn't have Our Lady with us. Our Lady gave a message. You have no future without Jesus. So all those people who don't want Jesus, who reject Jesus, has no future. So we have two parallels going on. One progressing to the future with no future and those of us who progress into a future with, with Our Lady. And she says, use this time well that it might go well for you. And so we need to realize, Our Lady in the Wind, you know, what's impossible for us and what the culture is doing right now and the difficulties that we have in this taking place is, is going to happen. We've got future. We just need to attach ourselves to Our Lady in her words. 
Dad chased monsters from the dark He checked underneath my bed And he could lift me with one arm Way up over top his head He could loosen rusty bolts With a quick turn of his wrench He pulled splinters from his hand Never even flinched in 13 years, I never seen him cry. But the day that Grandpa died, I realized unsinkable ships sink, unbreakable walls break. Sometimes the things you think never happen happen just like that. Unbendable steel bends if the fury of the wind. Is unstoppable. I've learned to never underestimate the impossible. And then there was my junior year, nearly had a brand new car. It was late, the road was wet I guess the curve was just too sharp I walked away without a scratch They brought the helicopter in Billy couldn't feel his legs They said he'd never walk again But Billy said he would And his mom and daddy prayed And the day we graduated He stood up to say Unsinkable ships sink, unbreakable walls break Sometimes the things you think would never happen Happen just like that Unbendable steel bends If the fury of the wind is unstoppable I've learned to never underestimate The impossible Over. Don't give up on you and me Cause there's no such thing as hopeless If you believe Unsinkable ships sink Unbreakable walls break Sometimes the things you think Would never happen Happen just like that Unbendable steel bends If the fury of the wind Unstoppable. I've learned to never underestimate the impossible. I know we're slowly coming to the end of the the show but uh being that this is the january 25th first monthly message of the year and certainly um there's a lot of people that are kind of holding their breaths thinking what's what's coming up what would you say to the question um what do you feel 2010 holds for the world well that's a big question but it's um has to be hope for those who are with Our Lady and hopeless for those who don't have Our Lady. And through our hope, we break down the wall of hopelessness. And that's what he's asking here. May this time be a time of personal prayer for you so that the seed of faith may grow in your hearts. She wants us to have hope and faith and that it may grow into joyful witnesses to others. I am with you and desire to inspire you to grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. So the witness to others. Why? Because there's so many people out there without hope. And only the hopeful, those who believe in hope, those who have hope, they want to attach themselves to that. Uh, we immediately see it. Like I was quoting earlier or talking earlier about this man who was here helping us with the building and what we're doing right now. Is, you know, he's, they don't have a lot of work in architecture right now. And he's, he's just out of the blue since I find myself just coming here praying more. 
You know why? Because he got hope from us. We have hope. We believe in our future because we believe in Our Lady. She is the future because she's given birth to Jesus. Is it logical for Jesus to come like a flash in the way he's going to come and the second coming? Is it really logical or reasonable even or even following the, the prophetic principles biblically that God always gave us warning that he didn't come and just take us. God's so unjust that he's so, I'm just going to let them get more wicked and as wicked as they can be. And then I'm going to come in the second coming and just zap them all. It's so logical. It's so super logical. But preceding the second coming that the Holy Virgin Mother would come first, just as she did 2000 years ago to bring redemption to bring redemption to the people and the wickedness in us to be changed. That as many people as possible can be snatched from the devil. Divine mercy was laid out during World War II. Maria Vartorta was wrote, her volumes then, all that for right now. Sister Faustina's stuff was not, that mercy was not for back then. Yeah, people used it. It's for now. And when Our Lady said the words, prepare yourself to meet Jesus eye to eye. What do you think that message, and it's not going to go away. That message is going to live for centuries. And if there's not centuries we have left on this world, it's going to go for decades. But let's say it goes for centuries. That message, when is going to be the most apical that that message is going to be really in life? Is when we're about to meet Jesus eye to eye. It only makes logic and sense that our Lady's here to prepare us for the second coming. I fully believe that. I know that with all my heart. I die for that. She's not coming just for the moment. She is to grow us in holiness. And we are going through a trial and a time of an antichrist system that I believe she's going to crush. But it's going to resurrect. We've gone through the trial period. We've seen what we can do. We're going to have the stories, the battles we fought to give to that next generation, even if it's just the next generation from us or 15 generations away, of how to live holiness in a godless time. And how for those future people to live holiness in an antichrist system and tribulation time. So what does 2010 hold for us? Hope, a lot of hope. And our hope is to be contagious, to be joyful witnesses. You know, there's something that happened when Maria was here uh, last July when a Protestant church down the road, a Baptist church, began to pick up some of our pilgrims in their vans, Pleasant Sight Baptist Church. They began to pick up our people. We were shocked by this because they used to put on marquees on the, on the marquee sign Whenever Maria was here, Our Lady's apparition was taking place. There's only one way to Jesus, to Jesus Christ, to God the Father, is to Jesus Christ. So they do us these good, do good these biblical things to contradict what we were doing. Something changed in this last thing. Uh, we we visited them. They visited us. Uh, that we knew several of them to be neighbors. But they began to pick up pilgrims on the road to bring them down here for this event that they really don't even understand. It sparked our hope. It sparked our hope so much that we decided, because we went to Mass on Saturday night, actually we went that Sunday morning, that we would go down and just 20, 30 of us would go down with Maria to their services. A girl who's the center of, of the Catholic world right now, sitting in a Baptist church on Sunday morning. Can you imagine that? I'm going to write about it. It was, it was incredible. And the preacher was saying this, and everybody was saying amen. They were saying hallelujah, and he was preaching the word of God. And, and Maria was just amazed at this. And when we left there, she says, you know, us Catholics, we need some more of this. We need to be saying amen and hallelujah. You think, oh, well, we're not Protestants. Well, our lady says, I am with you, and I desire to inspire you all to grow and rejoice in the Lord. That's what we were doing there. We were rejoicing. And Maria saw this rejoicing. That our Catholics, we're not, we don't rejoice like that. that it, it was funny. It, it was beautiful at the same time. It was simple. And we stayed afterwards, talked to them another 30, 40 minutes with Maria. And, and they didn't repudiate her. You know, they didn't, I know we don't, they don't understand it. But this beautiful merger that take, love took place is hope for us. And it's hope for them that we, this, this gap is bridging. You know, for 500 years, churches have been going further and further apart. They're drawing closer now. The Anglicans just came into the Catholic Church. And who's doing this? The one who's promoting love? Who's promoting love? Our Lady? Oh, Our Lady is? No, she's instructing us to. She's bringing love to you that you might grow in this love and in this faith to be a witness for others. So I can only say for 2010, I have a lot of hope 
I'm excited about what's happening. Uh, we, we are on the threshold of, of some of the greatest returns from, from wickedness without a flood, hopefully. There's going to be some chastisements. There's going to be admonitions. But we bear that as Jesus bears cross for whatever those things are. To accept that from a good father who disciplines his children. And thank God that he loves us enough to do that. So we have this message today. A very beautiful message, seemingly light message, but says many, many things. And don't pass this off as a one read. Go into this message, reflect on it, meditate, dissect it, cut it up. And the little sentences, or what, what does it say to you? Read it tomorrow. Read it every day for the next seven days. Plant a seed tomorrow. Just grab any seed. Grab a weed and bring it in and put it in a cup on your, on your windowsill. And as that seed grows, whatever, not knowing what it is, let, see what it turns into. Maybe it's a weed. Maybe, maybe it's a, you might need to go to confession. Duckweed or something. You know, there's, you can go find something on the soil. Just plant it. Plant a lake and anything. And just watch God grow as he wants to watch you grow in the spiritual life. Amen. The, uh, Hallelujah. We- <laughs> Joan, chime in. Maria said to do this. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's listening from all over the world tonight uh, and for allowing us to come into your homes. We uh, know that you're in our prayers, especially those who... Uh, have helped us to this point. Uh, many of you stepped forward last year and planted a seed of faith and support in Medj.com, and that has grown into a beautiful, joyful witness uh, all over the world. Uh, for those of you that have watched it grow uh, over the past year, so many things and so many blessings and so many more people uh, brought closer to Our Lady, and for that we thank you, and we wanted you to know that you are in our prayers and that we need that support always. And uh, we will be needing that support again this year. And so please keep that in prayer. Uh, Please keep us in prayer. Uh, The next broadcast will be next uh, Tuesday, the 2nd of the month, February 2nd, uh, for Mariana's apparition. And uh, please keep that in prayer as well, this day for nonbelievers, and uh, which uh, Medjugorje.com and Medj.com was the keystone site that brought these messages out to the public forum and of course we were we're blessed to see so many other sites now carrying uh, some of the messages of Our Lady and uh, we're thankful to you for your support that helped us uh, to break that open to uh, the whole world. And we will be be beginning our campaign to raise money for the whole budget for the next year. You've seen the results. Uh, There's a lot of things on the drawing board and in the planning of of Medj.com uh, and we're about to go into a, a, a month to two months sessions of, of going, planning out the whole year of, of putting a lot of people on Medj.com. And you'll see it's just that fruit come from that starting maybe March, end of March or April. And so all of this preparation to bring Medj.com or Medjugorje.com, both of them, Medj.com is a redirect to Medjugorje.com to bring that to a new, new level. We've got 368 billboards out. Said so this is our time. We have people calling all day long saying, what is this? They're passing by and, and actually calling right then and there trying to find out what, what's happening. We're sending free packets out, of, and not just a little tr- trinket packets, a full-fledged understanding of Medjugorje CDs, what is Medjugorje about, and people who have never heard about it. We're receiving between 1 million to 2 million glances, is how they rate it, per day on these billboards. And the number of these billboards are growing. This has come largely through... Medj.com or Medjugorje.com and also our, our publication newsletters that we put out to our <clears throat> those we mail to. And that's just one project. We've got many projects going on. It's important that you uh, commit your, your 14 cents a day that we're about to go into for this next year. Many gave one time for the 14 cents for every day of the year for the whole year, which is $52. We're going to be drawing this up. You'll be seeing this soon, but be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, we want to leave you with uh, a message from Our Lady of September 8th, 2006, when she said, Dear children, this year, how much seed I have sown. I desire that you, dear children, be my flower from that seed. Be my flower. Live my messages. And so it is, we leave you with this beautiful, beautiful thing from Our Lady. Wishing you, Our Lady, we love you. Until next time. We ask you to be in prayer. We'll be talking to you soon.